Welcome to the PS Younger Self podcast, where we talk to inspiring entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and creatives on how we can all crush our fears and optimize our lifestyle to live our most fulfilling lives, and always on our own terms. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of PS Younger Self. I'm your host, Chris, and oh my gosh, how is it already halfway through 2022? We have certainly experienced a lot, to say the least, on a global scale, but amidst the many things we can't control, I often try to remind myself of one of the things we can have control in our lives, and that is how we react and perceive what is happening around us in our lives and how we choose to live on a daily basis. And one of my daily reminders since I moved to Lisbon has been to truly savor my day, including the smallest details to what may seem mundane to the novel experiences that tantalize my senses. And majority of the time, I'm alone. And I can genuinely tell you that I truly actually cherish my alone time. And it's almost like a religion that my closest friends even know that I actually have a dedicated me day during the week. It's usually Sundays, and most often than not, I won't commit to any social activities on this day. And let me tell you, my me days isn't about, you know, quote unquote, catching up with errands. No, it's really about a day to immerse myself into the things that I truly want to do to nourish my heart, my soul, you know, just be with myself because I want to be with myself. And this has been a practice of mine for, oh, about six plus years. And I will tell you, when I tell people about this practice, I have often been met with either one confusion where people ask, do you like being alone? Or do you find it weird to do things alone? Or the other half, I have found it inspiring, but are curious how and why I'm not scared. So I love to share why I found practicing the art of being alone And learning to love it has been so nourishing for my soul and probably one of the biggest drivers of developing my self-confidence and owning exactly who I am and not really giving a fuck what other people think. And two, how to put this art into practice because this art of being alone and loving it is not about, let me underscore this, that If you're single, how not to feel shitty or shameful about being single. But even when you are in a relationship, how to maintain and honor this practice because it actually allows you to show up as the best version or a better version of yourself and be less reliant on others to fill a certain void. So the why. My listeners know I like to get down to the why first on a certain topic or insights that I want to share with you guys. So I want to give you my top five reasons why you can consider practicing the art of being alone and loving it. One, you will develop a certain level of self-confidence that will become alluring, charismatic, and yes, even sexy. Two, you will begin to understand yourself better, which will evolve into being unapologetically self-assured of who you are because you know your standards and how to uphold them. You know your boundaries and how to draw them, and you value your time and do not allow others to waste it. Three, you'll become self-reliant and less codependent on someone else to fulfill your needs, whether that's emotional or physical. Don't get me wrong. 
Certain relationship dynamics can have, and perhaps some will argue that it's healthy to have certain ne- certain level of codependency, but I'm sure many of you will agree that when you over-index on relying on your partner or your friends to fulfill all of your emotional and physical needs, that's not healthy at all. And I can tell you through the course of my experience that I will credit being in a healthy relationship with friends and significant others when I value my own me time and respect others of their own. Four, you'll be able to give more of your better self to your other meaningful relationships, whether that's personal or professional. And five, you'll gain a new level of self-love. And I think this is really, truly also practicing self-love as in learning to enjoy your own company, maybe perhaps even becoming your best friend. I am 100% certain that I can tell you that this art of being alone and truly loving it has been one of the driving forces that has helped me shape into the woman I am today. And the people that have met me since my mid-30s to now are often shocked when I tell them that I was actually painfully shy growing up, so you could only imagine what I thought of being alone. I associated it with being insecure and was ashamed. And ironically now, it's what helped me grow into the confident, self-assured person that I am today. But let me tell you how I started practicing being alone and loving it. This ties back to my why number three. Back in 2016, I started my annual birthday tradition to travel and celebrate my birthday in a new city every year. And I remember telling myself that year that I had been romanticizing about going to Paris with a boyfriend or a significant other one day. Then I thought to myself, fuck that. I just hit a new income bracket. I can treat myself to Paris and I don't need a man in this instant to take me on this trip. Let me tell you that solo trip to Paris actually turned into my own love story with myself, Chris O. I set my own agenda, frolicked around this beautiful city, doing what I wanted, when I wanted, and even had a spontaneous rendezvous with the French man, as if it was a scene out of a romantic movie. I came back from that trip, not only proud that I took myself to Paris, and let me tell you, I treated myself to quite the experience, but that I actually really loved the experience of exploring certain novelties on my own, and actually loved the experience of just being alone. I suppose I was starting on my own journey in the practice of living on my own terms, even back then to a certain extent. So I think this is a good segue to give you 10 ways to start practicing the art of being alone and maybe starting with the less daunting ones, in my humble opinion. Number one, read alone in a park or somewhere outdoors. Number two, go to a networking event by yourself, not with a colleague or a friend. This will allow you to really talk and meet new people as opposed to defaulting to the person you came with. Three, enjoy and truly savor your favorite dessert outside. I actually did this today and let me tell you what I mean by truly savoring it and and being outside (laughs) around other people. I have a weakness for ice cream. Yep. It's real, and I was craving a delicious gelato Devaro here in Lisbon. So I got my gelato, and no, I didn't take my gelato home. I sat on a park bench with my big fat gelato cone, and I savored every last melting bite of my three-flavor cone as I people watch rather than look at my phone. In that moment, I actually giggled to myself because I felt like a child in my childlike element, truly enjoying my gelato to the last bite 
as I observed it quickly melting all over my hand in this 90 degree heat. And you know what? I really enjoyed eating my gelato melting all over my hand on our park bench. And I'm pretty sure it, you know, enjoyed it much more than I would have if I took it home. Number four, go hiking or be in nature alone. I think this is one of the truly beautiful ways to experience being alone as nature itself is very soothing. So it's a perfect environment if you need time to reflect, heal, meditate, or to align with your inner self and your thoughts. Number five, go to an art gallery or museum. You can enjoy the exhibit at your own pace. There have been several times when I actually went to an art gallery or museum with a friend, but we ended up splitting up inside because we wanted to go at our own pace. So might as well try going alone. Okay, number six, dine alone at a restaurant. I know this sounds a little scary, but let me tell you and give you a tip. If you're single, as this has happened to me 99% of the time, I sat at a bar. It's actually a really great, fun place to meet people. At the very least, you can have a fun conversation with a really friendly, cool bartender. I've even heard from some of my male friends that they've met their best friends when they went to a bar alone. And piggybacking on that point, so 6B, treat yourself and dine alone at an upscale restaurant. You can afford to treat yourself to your own luxuries. One of my favorite experiences of this was that solo trip to Paris when I treated myself to an exquisite birthday dinner at Monsieur Bleu. Number seven, go to a concert or movie alone. I've done both. And this is funny because for the longest time, I thought it would be so awkward and maybe worse than dining alone. But then I thought to myself, you know, for the entire duration of a movie, certainly, and at a concert, you can't really talk to the person next to you. So might as well try going alone. Number eight, take a day trip. I've been really, really lucky to take advantage of this a lot since living here in Europe. But of course, you can be anywhere in the world. Pick a destination to explore and take a day trip, uh, hop in a car and a, and a train and go explore a new town or village that you've been wanting to go to. The other weekend, I took a day trip to an enchanting medieval town in Portugal called Obidos. And besides getting lost in the quaint, windy roads inside the fortified town, one of my favorite experiences of that day actually was my solo lunch. I ordered a cup of Divino Blanco, which is a glass of white wine, some mussels and a platter of bread and cheese and olives. Yes, I treated myself to quite a meal. Like my gelato moment, I remember thinking to myself, this is luxury. You know, savoring every bite of my meal while devouring this addicting novel and being truly grateful of every element of my life in that moment. And in that moment of gratitude, I looked up and I saw an American tourist couple actually in front of me. And for the majority of the time, they were not really together. And what I mean by that is while they were sitting across from each other, they were on their phones. And I really thought to myself, like, how beautiful of an experience it is to actually enjoy your own company that when I observe that couple, are they, are they enjoying each other's company? Because I'm here alone and I actually am really enjoying my own company and you can too. You don't need to be with someone else to enjoy experiences. So number nine, Create a dedicated me day. 
if you have kids and a family, I know this might be more challenging. And I have lots of friends who actually have very busy family lives and, and kids, but maybe it's just an hour or so that you carve out that is dedicated to you and your personal needs. And no, it's not being selfish. You know the saying, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? Number 10, and I save this for last because I know this can be probably the scariest, most daunting, but From my experience, I can tell you that it has been one of the most profound experiences that I've taken in this art of being alone. Take a solo trip abroad. As I alluded to from my brief antidote about my Paris trip, and now my annual tradition, traveling alone has been truly a life-changing experience that has fostered my deep sense of self-awareness, self-love, and self-confidence. But I'm going to share with you two other inspirational stories from two very different people that I've met. One is a badass female founder of a brand I work with, and another is from a couple that I recently met who have been together for 10 plus years. So first about the badass female founder, besides having built a highly successful e-commerce business, she's a busy mom of an infant and a wife. So she clearly has her hands full and is quite busy. Yet she too has a regular practice of actually taking solo vacations once a year. And her reasoning is similar to mine. She said it's dedicated to purely uninterrupted time for self-reflection, self-care, and love, treatment, setting new and personal and professional goals. When she got back from her trip, she told me that she felt refreshed and energized and excited to share her deep insights from this book that she read on her trip that she can apply to her business. And just listening to her, I can tell how much that solo trip was so enriching and how and isn't that so inspirational and about the couple I spoke of I met them recently in Lisbon as I mentioned they've been together for 10 plus years they don't have any kids but I asked them because I was so curious you can just tell that they were in a really loving and healthy relationship what is a secret to your long-lasting relationship and what they told me surprised me they said that They actually have plenty of individual time, including each taking solo trips on a regular basis. And they said this art of being alone and getting to know yourself really well and being comfortable being alone has allowed them to be better partners in the relationship. Now, did you expect to hear that? I certainly did it, but found it really, really inspiring as well. So I know that you may have heard of a lot of other stories of solo trouble, and it may be definitely a little scary and daunting. So perhaps try with the uh, the less daunting ones and work down the list and see how you feel. You may truly actually discover that the art of being alone, and this is why I call it the art, it's a certain practice and a ritual that you can actually create for yourself of what it means to be alone, why it's nourishing, why it's so special to you. And you might surprise yourself that you will actually love it and need it. So I want to leave you with some three profoundly beautiful quotes I found around solo travel. One, some journeys can only be traveled alone. From Ken Perot. Two, if you make friends with yourself, you will never be alone. From Maxwell Maltz.
and from Buddha, trouble with thy equals or thy betters. If they are none, trouble alone. Hmm. I'll just let that sink in. So on that note, I'd love to hear how you feel about the art of being alone. Tell me, has it changed your life as well? Or what may be holding you back from trying it? P.S. Younger Self, practice the art of being alone and learn to love it. And thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of P.S. Younger Self. It really means a lot to me that you're spending your time with me. So if you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just about anywhere you listen to your podcast. And leave me a review. Tell me what you think. It really helps me get more valuable content to you guys. So until next time, take care and remember to always live your life on your own terms.